0: The Green Bay Packers Mentor Protege Program presents the Lessons in Success podcast with Anna Steinfest. Every week, we will bring you the strategies and resources you need to build your business and add knowledge and expertise in order to have a profitable future for your business. Here's your host, the administrator of the Green Bay Packers Mentor Protege Program, Anna Steinfest. Hello,
1: everyone. And thank you for listening to our new episode of the podcast, Lessons in Success. I'm here today with my co-host, Dr. Michael Troyer, and today we will share with you how to see opportunities other miss in business. Hello, Michael.
0: Hello, once again, Anna.
1: And I just wanted to start with a recent quote I read, um, in fact, uh, in um, the blog Richard Branson uh, wrote, and the quote is from a writer, William Arthur Ward, and it says that opportunities are like a sunrises. If you wait too long, you miss them. So we know that the sunrise um, usually passes very fast, especially you can miss it if you're unprepared. What do you think?
0: I think you're absolutely right. And I think it, it is that wonderful nature of opportunities. You make me think of, of photography. I love to take pictures of sunsets, but you start taking them before the sun has reached the horizon and you keep taking them until after the sun's disappeared. Because somewhere in there, in those hundred pictures you're taking, this is the one you're going to keep. The rest you're going to delete. It that That's the nature of an opportunity. You have to see it. You have to catch it. If you wait too long, it disappears.
1: Especially right now in this uh, difficult times, we decided with Michael to talk about this topic because we've firmly believe that it is important to look for opportunities and find opportunities because there is a lot of opportunities out there. I know we talk about opportunities, 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 but it is crucial right now.
0: And and I love the creative thinking process. And this topic appeals to me because it is part of being creative in our outlook, thinking differently,
1: looking differently. And, And like you said, looking and, you know, looking for opportunities. Mm-hmm. It's very important because, you know, you cannot see the opportunities if you're not looking for them. This seems very basic for many people, but, uh, you know, people have given up on looking for opportunities. This is why uh, there is a saying, you wouldn't see an opportunity if it hits you in the face. <laughs> so
0: I, I like that. In fact, I think we have to learn. We, te- we teach ourselves. To look at things that we take for granted, uh, very often we got a solution to a problem that we're using, but we don't take time to sit back and say, "Could could I imagine doing this a better way? I might have a business opportunity by." Uh, but and yet we assume, "Well, this is this is the solution; we ought to go with it." Why don't we look a bit beyond that? We we just take things for granted. So you're right; it could hit us in the face, and we didn't know we had something special. Uh, do, do you? We all use post-it notes. That was a discovery of something pretty obvious. Uh, I will talk later maybe about another one that I have in mind, but I I don't want to step into it yet.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, how do we, um, how do we look, I mean, we're looking for opportunities, but how do we see opportunities? Let's start from there.
0: All right. Uh, As I said, one is the, the habit of looking at things we take for granted and don't take them for granted, kind of, drill down and break them into parts and see if we see uh, something we've been taking for granted. We see it in a very different way. That's one approach. Uh, another is to, to really broaden uh, what we look at, what what we study, to, to, uh, to look at different fields uh, and then come back to look at a problem and say, is there anything there? Uh, I have a favorite book that I'd offer to everybody called uh, The Medici Effect. I think it's uh, Jan Johansson, I'm not sure, I'll, I'll, I'll put that in your newsletter, the correct title for that. But it was very interesting because he, he talked about a gathering of people, one gentleman who was a scientist studying ants, and another gentleman who uh, was worked for a company that was trying to figure out how to get fuel up and down the Alps in Europe in the most efficient way possible. They hadn't come up with a solution. And in this book, he describes it, they have a meal together, And the man becomes fascinated with the study of ants. Well, how do ants know how to find food? Well, they they drop a little something from their limbs that leaves a trail. And apparently it gets weaker the longer the trail before that ant finds a substance to eat. So when it goes back to the other ants to say, hey, I found something, they follow the trail that has the strongest aroma because that's the closest food. The, the gentleman from the business firm in Europe took that back and wrote an algorithm that got him to ship petroleum up the mountains of the, of the Alps in Europe in a more efficient way. And I don't remember the exact description, so I apologize, folks. But it was built around what ants do. That was two fields coming together. That's a very creative way of solving a problem, um, going to a different field. If we think about it, the way we store our knowledge, our data, we started out with something called a true floppy drive. It was five inches by five inches. And it was a piece of paper that disc inside. And then somebody came up with a, a plastic disc. That was a different field. That came up with a three inch disc. And then somebody came up with the CD disc as he had a different field that brought different things together. All this challenge of storing data on something. Now we all have thumb, thumb drives. There's no disc inside at all. It's all electronic. I just bought a, 128 gigabyte disk to store my whole world <laughs> ah, That's from a different field. So looking at uh, opportunities from other fields is a great way to find opportunity.
1: Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And just uh, just to enhance that is uh, I can give you another example. In fact, with the Green Bay Packers Mentor Protective Program, we have uh, seen multiple times, especially in our huddles, where a person from another field gave advice to another business. We had one welding company owner gave advice to a software company. And because of that one advice, the welding company owner gave uh, the software company owner, the software company owner was able to acquire uh, a company and he was able to expand in uh, South America and Asia. So it is crucial to look in a different fields for answers for your challenges.
0: You've you've just reminded me. I hadn't thought about it for some time. I used to do a lot of strategic planning, as you know. Uh, I'm now more doing uh, working with small business owners. But in those days, I'd often be asked, well, how could you do strategic planning for our company? You're not in our industry. And my argument was that that's why I'm valuable to you because I'm in lots of different industries. And as a good idea over there in industry X, I can bring to you in industry Y, and it will be valuable to you. If all I do is industry, why? That's all I know. I don't have any fresh ideas any better than you do. So it's going outside that that, that provides you a better opportunity to see opportunities. Uh, absolutely.
1: <laughs> no, absolutely. And you know, and what you're talking about is like you know, you have to have a lot of research in a different field. You know, if you don't have uh, another person, but we encourage you to talk to another person from another field to look for a solution. And, you know, another note, uh, when we were preparing for this episode, we were talking about um, one form of uh, originality and uh, having, uh, creating um, a solution is a creation, but another one is synthesis. So what, what you're trying to do, Michael, is like, you know, I mean, I know that a lot of times you kind of synthesize,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is already previously a concept, but yes. you're connecting them in a totally different
0: Well, think of way. the music, think of the, the musician, the singer, all those people we know. There's the argument that there's only five or six basic forms of music. And yet we have all these different uh, albums and records provided to us. Uh, what they're doing is synthesizing. They're taking a, a, a piece of music from here and a piece of music from there, putting them together. And we suddenly have a new line of a new, I'm not thinking of the right terms here, but we suddenly have a new melody or we have a new starting um, rhythm to the, to the music. That's synthesizing. And, and look at the creativity of the musician so it is, synthesizing is a very important form. Uh, the academics live by synthesizing ideas of different people and putting them into a new idea. Uh, so we shouldn't limit ourselves to think. Oh, we have to be, we have to be creative. And I don't know how to be that. It's much more. There are many more ways we can be creative than thinking something new, brand new. That, that's that's limiting ourselves.
1: Absolutely. What is some other way uh, we can? Um, make sure that we don't miss opportunities.
0: Uh, and I, I have this list at home that I counted up yesterday, that's seven categories of thinking in fresh ways to come up with fresh ideas or synthesize ideas. And then there's a whole bunch of points under every one of them, but one we can think about is inverting the problem, turning it upside down, turning it inside out. Uh, I'll use an example, Procter & Gamble, somewhere along the way, I'm trying to, I can't remember the CEO, Laughly, his name was. Uh, and he realized that they had an innovation center within that was struggling to find new products. And it wasn't perhaps finding as many new products as they wanted for the company. And then they realized that their source was their customer. And they, they eliminated a much of the innovation program inside. And they put people out on the street to go see their customers and say, well, how do you clean dust? And they ran into a woman who had come up with a whole new idea of wrapping a cloth and spraying it with the material and, and cleaning her blinds with that, that cloth wrapped around a mop up up against the glides, glides, blinds. It became something we all know now as stripper. Procter and Gamble realized that let's invert the problem. Instead of trying to help the customer, let's find the customer who's going to help us with a new idea. that will buy the idea. We'll give them some very good money for it and we'll mass-produce it. So that was inverting the problem. Let's quit trying to, to think of what we can give the customer. Let's find what the customer can already tell us they need. We can just do it better and cheaper and quicker. So that's in one way of inverting the problem in my mind. Um, another one I thought of just the other day, in this very difficult time with all these protests, it was the sheriff, and I forget what community he was in, who stepped out and, and saw all these protesters and, and said, well, I can be what most of us in law enforcement appear to have as an image, or I can invert the problem. He took off all of his gear, his helmet, his flax uh, jacket, and everything, locked them in his car, and walked out like one of them. And they walked down the street talking about the issues they need to deal with. What an inversion of the problem. What a fantastic approach. Who'd have thought? And he was, you know, he, he was embraced by the people he was talking to.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's a good, a good methodology. I can give yeah. you more.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> there, I, I know I, there, there is a lot of ways we can um, go ahead and, you know, like see the opportunities like you said. And, and I just can add to that uh, also um, talking to some uh, hyper creative people, mm-hmm. because um, when you talk to them, their thinking altogether can rub off. Um, on you and you may be thinking, and you may change your angle, how you look again at the a problem you have.
0: I, I think one of the advantages that, that, that hyper creative person has is that they're not limited by something too many of us limit ourselves by. It's called being practical. Have you ever been in a group where we're trying to think of a solution to a problem and everybody's very careful because if I don't have, offer a practical idea, everybody will look the other way or, or look down at me and and I'll have made a mistake. So we keep using the same old ideas to solve the same old problem. That hyper creative person says, no, nah, I'm going to think of something really weird and absurd. And somewhere in that idea, people will listen long enough to me, we'll find a new solution. Mm-hmm. That's That's the the advantage they have over us. And that's why it's helpful to talk to them because they think very differently than we do. And uh, it's, it's valuable to, to, to learn from that.
1: Absolutely. And, and you know, all these ideas um, we're giving to our listeners, uh, again, you have to make sure that you do a lot of research. You have to read. And, you know, I think a lot of times people in businesses, they see opportunities, but one thing, hold them back. They don't go for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that you know they want to be in their comfort zone to be comfortable they see the opportunities they see the solution but they know that if they have to go and grab it it kind of it will push them out of their comfort zone so i don't know whether this is a good idea too
0: And and we have to get over that judging of ourselves, that early evaluation. Uh, You just made me think of another example. I'm going to jump back to synthesis for a moment. Um, There's a company we all know, and I'll name it at the end, but they looked at this marketplace where there were people who needed to fix something. So they had to go somewhere to find the materials they could buy to come home and fix it. And then there were others who said, well, I, I don't know how to do that. I need to find a professional who can, provide me the services to fix it and a gentleman came along probably hyper creative and he said why don't we combine those two together and he built a big box store that provides you all the do-it-yourself materials you need but then he staffed it with professionals who could teach you how to do it and I had to replace the toilet at one point I don't know how to replace a toilet I've got a man in front of me with a cart he says here let's pick out the toilet now here's the wax ring you're going to need. And here's the other, here's what you're going to go through as you make this change from the old to the new. It's called Home Depot. They've been very successful. They come, they synthesized two other forms of business into one and had great success. And they set themselves apart from many other competitors in that regard. Um, so it's exciting in my mind to teach ourselves to look more directly for opportunities, uh, Sometimes, too, it's, it's, uh, it's a reframing process. If we can identify the problem and then kind of reframe it. Here's, here's a crazy one. Um, we all live in, well, not all of us, but many of us live in a home, or we live in an apartment with, with land surrounding the apartment. Now, that could be dirt, and maybe we get used to just living with dirt outside, except we track it in the house. So somebody came up with the idea, we ought to cover that dirt, and we could use a tarp or we could grow this funny little thing called grass. And every week we have to go out and mow it. But we've created a big market for lawnmowers that went from hand pushed to now rotary mowers, et cetera, and and lawn tractors. Or we could produce a grass that doesn't grow taller than two and a half inches. There are people out there working on that. Now now you don't have to cut grass anymore. But then there are those who come up with other forms called ground covers. Let's grow this little plant, never has to be cut, But it keeps the dirt in place with its roots. Uh, And then I was the person on the west side of Green Bay. (laughs) We just painted cement green. (laughs) Those are all ways of reframing the problem of what do we do with the space around our structure? One, so it's attractive. Two, so that we don't track things into the house. What, four or five different ways of framing the problem? And some are more abstract, some are more detailed. that's how we find opportunities.
1: Especially for the businesses, it is extremely important in order to grow mm-hmm. because they have to look again at the problems. What kind of problems the customer or your potential customers um, is experiencing right now and how you can solve it? I mean, this is pretty much basic business 101. Don't focus on your product, focus on the problem customer has and go from there. I mean, we talk about inversion and things like that. But uh, Michael, just in conclusion, if we have to summarize and to give our uh, listeners again, one, two, three tips from our uh, episode today, how do you think you can summarize our conversation today? All right,
0: I'll do my best. First, think like a photographer. Take take lots of pictures and then pick the best one. Look for opportunities, study them. Uh, Don't be too quick to reject one because you're not sure you can do it. Uh, Look at other fields and and problems they've solved and figure out, can I I draw what they're doing over there to to my problems that I need to solve and I might have a new product to offer. Uh, Consider inverting the problem. How can we turn it upside down the way Procter & Gamble did? talk to people who know how to be creative in their thinking and learn from them, Uh, move yourself away from always thinking in practical terms, Uh, challenge yourself to look more carefully at what you've always been taking for granted because somewhere there's an opportunity. If we stop taking it for granted to say, Hmm, there's a problem solution, but I think I have a better one. And then you have an opportunity. So, Think about opportunities, change your habits, look more carefully. And also by the way, prepare yourself for change because change is good.
1: I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. I am of course Anna Steinfest and I'm joined today by my co-host, Michael Troyer. Keep watching for us at Lessons in Success.
0: This podcast was brought to you by the Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protege Program and the Digital Department of Northeast Wisconsin Technical College.